Hi Dr. Suraj this is Nadia from zenco.io and it is an honor to have you with us today on today's knowledge session it's knowledge sharing session doctor and to introduce zenonco.io and love heals cancer we heal can- love heals cancer we guide cancer patients in their treatment journey through an integrative oncological treatment approach and today's session is about spreading awareness and educating cancer patients all around we are so glad to have you doctor with us today and let me take this opportunity to introduce you dr suraj um dr suraj has done uh, his md in general medicine and dm in clinical hematology and bmt from velour and he is a very compassionate medical professional who has a background in diagnosis and treatment and management of hematological illnesses and sim- from a simple nutritional anemia to most complicated blood cancers requiring stem cell transplantations right doctor so he is trained in one of the best institutes in asia that is cmc velour and today he is here with us today on a busy schedule he's taken his time out to be with us and talk to us today thank you so much doctor for being here with us today um and really it is an honor to be talking to you here and let's go into the q and a session shall we yes yes we can go away. yes okay. right so coming to leukemia doctor when we talk about leukemia how can we make a comparison between both children and adults leukemia in children and adults how can we make a comparison in both while talking about leukemia yes so uh, leukemia what uh, we understand in layman language is a type of blood cancer it's a uh, leukemia means uh, problem that arise from the uh, stem cells so uh, the leukemia uh, usually what happens in the leukemia there is a stages of maturation of the blood cells in our body there are three types of blood cells in our body first is uh, uh, that forms the rbcs that gives rise to hemoglobin wbc is a second lineage third lineage is a platelets so any problem uh, arises from all these same lines can give rise to leukemia so leukemia what happens when when we see the wbc uh, that goes rise from the 1 to 10 stage of the maturation so when there is a blockade in the maturation of these cells uh, it leads to the leukemia so what happens uh, in the normal uh, the cells matures in the bone marrow from 1 to 10 after finishing the 10 they comes into the circulation in leukemia uh, it is interrupted at various stages of the maturation so that immature cells comes in the body and what happens and uh, in the bone marrow there is uncontrolled growth of these cells also this leads to the suppression of the normal cells when they grow they grow very fast from 1 to 2 2 to 4 4 to 16 16 to 64 like that they rises exponentially and they suppress the other normal lineage means if you consider leukemia uh, wbc count will increase very rapidly and it will suppress uh, the hemoglobin and platelet the other lineage because the bone marrow is very compact place Uh, it doesn't allow the other cells to uh, grow so what interesting between the leukemias of adult and chi- uh, adult as and a child 
so uh, if you see the physiology of adult and child if you compare child child are young with good organs uh, their uh, acceptability of the medications is higher so what happens when when you have good organs uh function so that we can able to give the highest possible doses of the chemotherapy their body responds to the chemotherapy quite well so that we can able to control the disease as well while in adult uh, the problem lies because as the age grows there are other comorbid condition like diabetes hypertension kidney issues heart issues happens so these things may alter the doses of the chemotherapy that leads to the deficient in fighting of the blood cancers so this is the main thing uh, if we compare the child and adult and the other thing uh when you don't deliver the uh, adequate amount of the doses then the response uh, to the therapy and the control of disease is poor that's what happen in adults so the child usually if you uh, i i can say the blanket statement leukemia in child responds quite well while the leukemia uh, in adults respond uh, less uh, in less uh, uh, compared to the child that is a blanket statement there may be a pitfalls in this statement but overall picture i am talking about otherwise the causes are almost same radiation and chemicals and in 90% of patient we don't have any observable causes in leukemia patients and these all leukemia cells arise from the stem cells so it's a stem cell disorder Uh, affecting child as well as adult but the child having a very good response and the genetic factors uh, require uh, uh, the favorable genetic factors that are causing the leukemias are more prominent in the child so genetically also the leukemias uh, are the uh, uh, stronger in in child compared to the adults right doctor so you're saying that when a, ch- a, a child is younger is able to take the medication and the treatment in a better form yes better form and his body can able to tolerate also the required doses because most of the chemotherapy doses are high so body also has to uh, adapt to those chemotherapy uh, and they have to tolerate because liver kidney are the most important organ in excretion metabolism and distribution of any chemotherapy chemotherapy medication so when they are functioning so uh, there is a good amount of metabolism distribution uh, efficiency and the adequate excretion also uh, if it is in the harmful doses so child uh, respond well children respond well right doctor yeah. right so yes. uh, coming to leukopenia and thrombocytopenia when you look at it from a hematologics perspective what are your possible insights on that doctor so currently means as i tell hematology is a simple thing analyzing three simple aspect one is hemoglobin wbc and platelets so when we see any uh, problem causing decrease in the wbc count that is called leukopenia and the uh, the next is a thrombocytopenia there are the various causes of uh, uh, this leukopenia range 
ranging from the common infectious diseases like dengue malaria that we see uh, very commonly in the mumbai or ranging uh, to the uh, blood cancer that is uh, the, uh, the dreaded disease that can be diagnosed when uh, leukopenia is considered so when we see the leukopenia we need to first see the complete blood count in that we need to see uh, in this wbc count what are the differential count because wbc is made up of neutrophils lymphocyte eosinophil basophils so we need to see the differential count of these four things when we see the leukopenia normally neutrophils range from 40 to 65% lymphocyte 20 to 45% and the rest uh, eosinophil basophils are almost 2 to 4% in any in any of the cbc complete blood count report so we need to see when where there is imbalance in these reports or not so once we see the there is a, any differential count abnormality then we need to make a peripheral smear uh, of the blood sample and we need to see in the microscope when this abnormality detected whether there is any observable changes in the morphology of these blood cells are there or not so after analyzing these things uh, and uh, having a clinical examination of the patient that is the most common thing to see for any lymph nodes organomegaly other signs of any other collaborative signs we need to rule out when we assess all those things we can find out whether it's related to the hematological causes or non hematological causes so sometimes what happens it it is very difficult to differentiate between the two so the next step will be the bone marrow examination where we can uh, under local anesthesia we can uh, take a sample of uh, bone marrow from the uh, pelvic uh, posterior uh, superior iliac spine in the lying down position Uh, so it's a simple procedure rec- uh, taking around 10 minutes requiring only local anesthesia and patient can go home after half an hour uh, if his symptoms uh, and pain subsided so after doing this bone marrow test we can able to differentiate whether it is uh, because of the hematological disorder or non hematological causes so depending on that we proceed for the leukopenia second thrombocytopenia thrombocytopenia uh, usually our platelet counts in our body is 1.5 to 4.5 lakhs per millimeter cube when we say thrombocytopenia when the platelet counts is less than 1.5 lakhs per millimeter cube so most commonly when we see the thrombocytopenia we usually divide into mild moderate severe mild is 1 to 1.5 lakhs uh, moderate is 50 to uh, 1 lakh and uh, severe is less than 50000 so when we see these ranges according to we need to react more than 1 lakh without any bleeding problem and without on ex- examination there is not significant anything then we can observe uh and after clinical examination and dividing this we need to see the peripheral smear as well sometimes what happens there may be the aggregates of the platelet hidden at one specific points when we see the blood smear 
so that is called as clumps so most of times these clumps can be there that leads to the false low uh, platelet count so it's a, a technical error that can be minimized some people like from west bengal have a big platelet that means normal uh, platelets are like uh, dust particles if you see their uh, their uh, platelet uh, size is more so sometimes what happens when the platelet size is more uh, it leads to the faulty less in the platelet count it's most common uh, it is one of the most common cause of the mild thrombocytopenia then after looking at this if there is no uh, problem and the platelet count is less than 1 lakh and on examination there is nothing lymph node there is no organomegaly i am talking about lymph node on organomegaly because sometimes in hematological disorder when the bone marrow is not producing the normal cells liver and spleen start producing those cells that gives rise to the their enlargement okay so once uh, the uh, means uh, the uh, platelet range is moderate to severe then again we need to do the bone marrow test to look whether it's related to hematological or non hematological causes if hematological causes we can come to know easily uh after doing the bone marrow because sometimes in the leukemia where i told uh the cancer cell causes decrease in the platelet count that we can able to identify sometimes the diseases like uh, immune thrombocytopenic purpura where uh, the bone marrow is producing the normal platelets but body is destroying it so that things we can easily able to differentiate so when we see the leukopenia thrombocytopenia we need to examine the patient see the peripheral smear to check for abnormal cells followed by the bone marrow examination if required yeah right doctor also uh, speaking about lymphoma and myeloma um, if we have to speak about the symptoms the causes and the treatment of the patient um how do we go about it so how do we uh, take an approach on that yeah we'll we'll uh, because both are different diseases we cover one by one first is lymphoma lymphoma is the same uh, that i told before wbc composed of neutrophils lymphocyte and the eosinophils basophil like cells so lymphoma is a, a cancer of the lymphocytes so lymphocytes if you heard now in the covid era antibody antibody these antibodies are produced by the lymphocytes there are two type b and t we don't go in details but uh, roughly it tells it's a antibody producing cells so what happens in our system these lymphocytes Uh, uh imparts the immunity to all our body through the lymphatic system it is present everywhere of the body it's a very good system that is developed from head to toe everywhere there are lymph nodes except uh, brain uh everywhere there are lymph nodes that gives the local immunity 
local immunity in the neck in the chest in the abdomen in the legs in the thighs everywhere so what these cells do uh, usually they identify the any infection of that part if there is to infection there is uh, enlargement of the groin area lymph node means they are identifying their uh, the organism and try to kill them so that is the function of the lymphocytes so what happen in lymphoma uh, there is uncontrolled growth of these lymphocytes there is not a uncontrolled growth only but abnormal growth also because these are not a normal cells these are the cancerous cells that are growing without reason if you see if any infection happens you that i told at the tip of uh, any toe then there is uh, enlargement in groin area so this is the normal physiological response uh, to the any infection because they have to fight that uh, uh, infection so that they are increasing in lymphoma there is uncontrolled means there is nothing like that happening in the body though uh, they are increasing and if we see them these are all abnormal also so mostly when you see a lymphoma what uh, you will uh, see there is swelling in the neck axilla groin area okay then there is fever weight loss excessive sweating these are the most common symptoms if you see in the lymphoma right right uh, yeah and then f- after you see this you order some baseline blood tests like cbc lft creatinine all those tests you need to do the biopsy of that lymph node okay the biopsy is a simple procedure where we insert a true cut needle and take a part of that lymph node sometimes we uh, we uh, have to remove uh, the total lymph node uh, sometimes only core of that lymph node after doing uh, this lymph node biopsy we need to find out uh, what are the areas where it is spread it's it can be done by pet ct or ct and after doing all this test Uh, and the bone uh, lymph node biopsy we can able to find out what type of the uh, lymphoma it is because there are basically two types of lymphoma hodgkins and non hodgkins the treatment is very different uh, it's like east and west so it's very uh, necessary to exactly diagnose a type of lymphoma so that treatment we can able to give them uh, at a uh, uh, proper time uh, as fast as possible and the exact treatment as well so treatment consists of mainly uh, now with the advent of the many medication the treatment mostly chemotherapy or immunotherapy or combination of both depending upon the type of the lymphoma so uh, in chemotherapy uh, is a uh, uh, therapy that kills the cancerous cells uh, their metabolism uh, and they identify and kills those cells while the in immunotherapy immunotherapy is a, a way ahead of uh, chemotherapy in the sense these identify the proteins produced by the tumor cells so they can uh, with the help of the these proteins they can target the specific tumor cells because every tumor cells every cells in our body produces the proteins proteins are the building blocks of every function in our body so the tumor cell uh, should have the specific proteins for their growth 
so this tar- uh, immunotherapy target uh, such proteins uh, the one of the example is uh, rituximab which we give for the cd20 precursor so it target the cd20 uh, that is over expressed in the lymphoma and the third is uh, once once we achieved the response or if the disease relapses then uh, the third option is a transplant uh, in such patient um, mostly the autologous transplant in the lymphoma when we uh, will see in details in subsequent uh, questions uh, but uh, the transplant is also one of the third option for the lymphoma coming to the myeloma Yes, myeloma uh, is a cancer of the plasma cells plasma cells is also a, a part of the wbc uh, count uh, amounting for 1 to 2% of uh, whole uh, the wbc differential counts usually they never appear in the blood they always be there in the bone marrow so what happens and the plasma cells uh, are the also one part where uh, it it uh, it function to generate the antibody formation in our body so what happens uh, in the myeloma this plasma cells mostly produced from our bone marrow cells so when this happens plasma cell leukemia uh, plasma uh, multiple myeloma sorry not leukemia Uh, in multiple myeloma uh, these uh, uh, when these uh, have the abnormal growth they can cause a severe body pain generalized body pain because they produce the proteins these proteins uh, are difficult to pass through the urine so they clog the our renal tubule system in the kidney leading rise to the renal failure okay and and the other things the uh, what i told once once uh, they start proliferating they can cause anemia and because uh, there are some substances they uh, secrete that can give rise to the hypercalcemia so mainly this patient present with the extreme pain not able to move the limbs anemia uh, dehydration and uh, in the confused state when we see them and the most common problem is uh, this one of the most common reason they contact the physicians or the oncologists or hematologists is they are not able to pass the urine also and some uh, on evaluation found to have this anemia and other features suggestive of the multiple myeloma the, then come the next part how will diagnose it Uh, so once we do this uh, we need to stage the myeloma and we have to do the urine test serum test to see what types of the protein is present in the multiple myeloma so if we identify the type of proteins and uh, it has to be confirmed with the bone marrow test if you do the bone marrow test the picture will be very much clear the uh, the bone marrow will shows the abnormal aggregates of the plasma cells once you see them so it can be diagnosed and after uh, doing this we need to do pet ct to stage what stage it is as well as there are the various criteria uh, to stage the multiple myeloma and we need to do the specific uh, cytogenetic and fish studies also to category them as a Uh, standard risk or the high risk multiple myeloma 
coming to the treatment part multiple myeloma mainly consist of the uh, multi- uh, we need to give a, a, a combination of the medication uh, composed of steroids then uh, proteasome inhibitors and the immunomodulating agents so after we give this cycles uh, and achieving the complete remission right doctor you were saying the treatment of myeloma the treatment of myeloma consists of the uh, mainly combination of the medicines uh, combination of steroids a proteasome inhibitors and the third is immunomodulating agents like lenalidomide or thalidomide uh, after uh, giving this combination for uh, ranging from 4 to 6 cycles we need to assess the response if the patient is young less than 60 years old young means less than 60 years old and having a complete response post chemotherapy then post chemotherapy the uh, next step is a bone marrow transplant means stem cell transplantation it is a autologous transplantation where we remove his stem cells by machine apheresis uh, machine and we give a high dose chemotherapy and to destroy the all the cancer cells myeloma cells in, her, in his body and after destroying those we infuse the normal stem cells that we have taken from the patient so it usually takes 2 to 3 weeks so after completion of chemotherapy and the patient is responded well this is the standard of care every myeloma patient young age uh, is better to undergo transplant after achieving the complete remission this is the treatment for myeloma right doctor coming to uh, anemia doctor and anaplastic anemia um to when when we look at it from again a hematologist perspective you would have your insights and knowledge on it doctor to ensure do share it with us yeah so this aplastic anemia aplastic anemia means there is no cells in the bone marrow all the cells uh, is forming in the bone marrow of a body okay in aplastic anemia means hb wbc platelets all are very low there is severity like mild moderate severe aplastic anemia so uh, if you consider uh, when all the three lineages are abnormal so uh, and there is no other abnormalities detected so there is a provisional diagnosis of the aplastic anemia Right. so how will process uh, we, uh, first will do the cbc clinical examination there won't be any find right doctor so in aplastic anemia all the three lineage will be uh, at a lower levels and we see the clinical examination there is no other finding we we process with the cbc where we uh, accept the quantity of all the lineages are low in the cbc otherwise no abnormal cells so then we process with the bone marrow test after doing bone marrow uh, we we will see there are all the empty spaces because the spaces uh, if we see in the bone marrow are filled with the precursors at different level of maturation but in aplastic anemia this will be replaced by the fat there is nothing inside so uh, this is the aplastic anemia aplastic anemia uh, is a disorder that range from the 
youngest to the eldest of the person so uh, there is no age bar so but the treatment varies according to the age so once we confirm uh, there is a plastic anemia uh, after doing the routine and the special test we need to find out what is the age uh, because less than 40 years of age uh, having a a uh, good response to the stem cell transplant uh, so stem cell transplant if the donor is available is a treatment of choice uh, in the plastic anemia younger than 40 years more than 40 years of age with uh, not so very severe uh, a plastic anemia we can give a second option of anti thymocyte globulin so this is a second option first uh, is a stem cell transplant in younger generation uh, less than 40 more than 40 years uh, there is a anti thymocyte globulin because uh, it it is a fact that uh, this aplastic anemia originates from the due to the uh, killing of the own cells by the t lymphocytes so this anti thymocyte globulin depletes these t lymphocytes uh so that uh, the destruction of the own body cells will be reduced so that uh, if there is less destruction so uh, the uh, the normal cells will able to have a good life so that uh, leads to the increase in the hbwbc and platelet count so this is the second treatment if uh, the treatment third treatment is like for the people who can't afford the bm bone marrow transplant atg third option is the medications medications like cyclosporine immunosuppressive medicine or danazol uh, with or without steroids for a few days we can add to see the response if you see the stem cell transplant it will have a response of around 60 to 80% atg 40 to 60% and the oral medication ranging from 10 to 30%. So in aplastic anemia stem cell transplant gives a very good quality of life you can resume your work after 6 months if there is no complications and you will be a like a normal other kid if it is done at a young age uh because in aplastic anemia what happens all lineages are problematic. So if the platelets are low there are the bleeding episodes the quality of life goes when wbc count is low then it leads to the various infections hospitalization so doing the bmt at a proper time reduce the requirement of blood supports uh, the uh, requiring of hospitalization uh, that uh, increase the cost because uh, antibiotics are the most costliest if you see the hospital admission out of the bill we generate 50% uh, bill is uh, for the antibiotics so the minimum uh, bmt uh, reduces this hospitalization and the extra necessary expenses yeah right doctor so this is a condition that could lead to a cancer uh, in the blood is it or it could lead an anemia could lead to an no this aplastic anemia is a disorder where uh, it's a non cancerous condition yes but it's uh, as dangerous as a cancer right maybe in few cases it's a most dangerous uh, than the cancer because it doesn't have wbc and platelets 
so wbc low wbc leads to the frequent infections and a platelets low platelets as low as 1000 can lead to a bleed anywhere in the body including the in in your central nervous system leading to the brain hemorrhages that can be massive that can lead to a death as well so aplastic anemia is non cancerous but as deadly as a cancer right doctor uh, keeping in mind what sickle cell diseases and thalamusia is it? what are you, what are the causes and from a hematologist perspective again how can we assess these conditions yes so sickle cell uh, disease uh, first we see sickle cell disease is a, a problem uh, usually uh, these are the both the sickle cell thalassemia are the problem related to the rbcs that that gives rise to a hemoglobin so what happen in sickle cells our normal rbc uh that circulate it's it's a oval shape or disc shape so uh, if you see roughly like a half filled balloon rbc is like flowing through our vessels like half filled balloon so what we see in half filled balloon uh, it can go uh, uh, you can mold it you can uh, do anything so that it can pass through any pipeline so these are our characteristic of the rbcs what happens in the sickle sickle means it's like a core of moon it from disc shape or uh, uh, it becomes oval shape um, core of moon shape sorry uh, because of this core of the moon it become rigid so normal rbc can pass through any any vessels any capillaries in our body sickle cells can't able to pass so what happens when we see at the capillaries level in our circulation it accumulates at those minute places so what leads to this accumulation leads to a decrease in the blood supply to that organ means if it is uh, uh, if you see at the bone level there are the very very small vessels so what happens they will accumulate at those places so that the blood won't flow to that area it's like blocking the pipeline leads to the decrease in oxygenation of that part and leading to a severe pain this is the most common thing why sickle cell happens it it's because uh, due to the mutations in our uh, that leads to the formation of defective proteins so the these proteins give the uh, the shape uh, the disc shape to the rbcs this disc shape is distorted so they become the moon cell so it mostly inherited from the mother or father when both are having the minor sickle cell like sickle cell trait so when this mother father married then give rise to a sickle cell anemia in the in the offspring means the child uh, the patient yes so it's it's very necessary when you marry and if you know you are sickle cell trait so it it uh, uh, you should always marry a, a person with a non sickle cell trait but if it is not possible then we have like prenatal diagnosis 
that can able to establish the whether the kid having the sickle cell anemia or not according to that we can able to manage so this is uh, the thing how you diagnose it simply on the once you see the peripheral smear you can able to see there are the sickle cells wandering all over the peripheral smears second the confirmatory test also we can do so that we can able to assess how much is a uh, uh, sickle cells level in your body and what type of the disorder mutation causing the sickle cell analysis that can uh, we also able to diagnose so and uh, uh, then next come to the treatment part treatment is like uh, avoidance of the precipitating factor uh means dehydration we need to prevent it happens at a places like high altitude in the plain or mountains where uh, there is a decrease oxygenation in the uh, surroundings then uh, we we can able to manage with the good iv fluids analgesics when they have this crisis episodes due to the sickle cell disease Uh, so uh, for uh, and uh, for uh, decreasing the crisis episode in the sickle cell we can give various medications like hydroxyurea to the patient and we have to always keep on watch on uh, organ function like eye kidney those things and they can cause the vascular necrosis of the major joints like hip so we need to follow them uh, uh very wisely when when we see the sickle cell anemia patient and now with the advent of stem cell transplant in the young age less than uh, 20 years uh, i will say less than 10 years if possible so stem cell transplant can cure the sickle cell uh, anemia but it has there some criteria to be filled uh, before we take the patient for the stem cell transplantation so and coming to the second part uh, thalassemia we have seen sickle cell is a uh, due to the deform rbcs uh, but there is normal hemoglobin in mm. uh, in the rbcs in thalassemia what happens the everything is normal except the hemoglobin the quality of hemoglobin is not good in thalassemia so what happen that leads to the uh low production of the rbcs leading uh, giving rise to the anemia so what happens in thalassemia it's the same these are all the mutation problems happen uh, in the various proteins in our body so what happens in thalassemia uh, as the bone marrow is not forming the normal liver start to increase because these are the oldest site of the hematopoiesis so they take over to supplement so giving rise to the uh, increase in all those structure so thalassemia mostly uh, the child comes is very tired with swelling in the abdomen uh, the performance in the school is not good and uh, the same like sickle cell anemia it it is transmitted by the parents the parents may be having the minor thalassemia but uh, the combination of both because one one chromosome is transmitted from mother and father if both are like thalassemia trait there are chances that a kid can become a thalassemia major right so right. here also 
we can able to diagnose on the peripheral smear there are the abnormal rbcs circulating in the peripheral smear you can easily able to identify and second by doing the variant analysis hemoglobin variant analysis we can able to know what fraction of the abnormal hemoglobin are present so and uh, the molecular tests also available to see the what is the exact mutation that gives rise to the thalassemia coming for the treatment part uh, this thalassemia can be of two types basically if you see broadly uh, transfusion dependent and transfusion non dependent so non dependent uh, if you see that can be managed with the help of the uh, uh, medications uh, alone yeah. non transfusion and sometimes it can require the procedures like a splenectomy while uh, the transfusion dependent uh, thalassemia are the most important because uh, with the advent of this stem cell transplantation uh, the survival which was uh, less than 20 years in india now it is almost 40 to 50 years uh, people are having post transplantation a good life so in 80% of the patients with the donor availability the thalassemia is on the way of cure in the uh, respected patients so uh, stem, uh, any any patient with thalassemia young age with the donor stem cell transplant is a hope that uh, the disease will be eliminated and the patient will have a very normal life post transplantation Yes, doctor. Again, I wanted to just um, give in a small anecdote to this. Has it any relation with the cancer that it could lead to cancer? Because there are, there are patients who have come up with conditions like, okay, they have thalassemia at the same time they do have cancer as well. So, so uh, yeah, means uh, if you see, uh, uh, there are not uh, means these are not a risk factor for cancer at all. yeah these are the different problem the uh, having cancer in such patient uh, is very bad actually because they already have one problem and they have to suffer from another problem but the incidence is not more compared to the normal person the chances of having if you consider leukemia is same as compared to a normal person this condition per se doesn't lead to a cancer right doctor right doctor so um coming to the procedure of the bone marrow transplant doctor when is it required when is under what conditions of a patient are a bone marrow transplant required and what are the procedures for it like what is the procedure that is to be followed in terms of tra- cancer treatment yes so uh, this stem cell transplantation or bone marrow transplantation mostly we have two broad categories cancerous and non cancerous or benign condition yeah if you see the cancer condition leukemia as lymphoma myeloma that already been told and uh, the benign condition like um, we have a plastic anemia thalassemia sickle cell anemia immunodeficiency disorders where uh, the body everything is okay except the immune uh, cells which fights the infection are deficient uh, 
so those things can be cured with the stem cell transplantation these are the most common causes uh, of transplantation there are the very rare cases like the metabolic disorders like uh, glycogen storage disorders uh, gaucher's disease those conditions can also be cured with the stem cell transplantation yeah these are most common condition basically broadly if you can uh, understand this uh, bone marrow transplant are the two types autologous or allogenic autologous means you are yourself a stem cell donor for yourself allogenic means some other person will donate autologous uh, is helpful in the patients uh, like lymphoma myeloma mostly where uh, they uh, because they respond to the chemotherapy but the chemotherapy doses uh, that required to cure them or uh, limit the progression of disease is too high so that there all the bone marrow will be wiped out so what we do in this will harvest uh, through the apheresis machine the normal stem cells remove those cells and will give the chemotherapy so that all the bone marrow where all the abnormal cells are produced they been destroyed totally so after their destruction will give the stem cells so that stem cell will go to these places and start producing the normal cells okay this is the autologous transplant allogenic allogenic transplant means you need to take a stem cells from the donor cells donors can be of three type one is fully matched uh, donor uh, mostly the siblings means sister or brother these are the fully matched second is a half match means you don't have full match so whatever the like uh, we have blood group abc we have loci like abc d uh, in the hla matching so when these loci are not matching there are only half match then second type of uh, donor we can offer is haploidentical transplant third is match unrelated donor match unrelated uh, donor means uh, many uh, countries in india also have now registries we have hcg uh, dkms registry also right so so uh, in this registry we uh, we match uh, the donor as well as a recipients hla if they are matching luckily so they can be taken as a donor so mostly three types of donor in allogenic in allogenic what we do donor usually have zero risk uh, zero risk uh, it's not like a kidney transplant heart transplant or liver transplant where you have to go into the theater and uh, you have to donate the part of your body it's a simple thing like blood transfusion but it takes more time than a transplant uh, uh, blood uh, blood sorry blood donation uh, because we need to remove selectively the stem cells here so for 5 days we give the some injections to them that is called gcsf growth colony stimulating factors so that their stem cells come into circulation once we have enough of stem cells with uh, uh, like a blood transfusion we insert the needle in the cubital area or femoral area and from there we connect uh, these uh, with the help of tubing to a machine a phoresis machine 
where we remove the stem cells. It usually takes three hours, two to three hours. And the most common side effect uh, is due to the GCSF injection is like body pain for the simple paracetamol is sufficient. Right. Meantime, this process is going on. We'll give a chemotherapy to a, a patient so that the, there is total destroy of the bone marrow. If you see, if you have to build a new building, you need to destroy the old building. Yeah. The same thing here, if we give chemotherapy to destroy the older building, the deceased building, and we can, um, after doing uh, this, we'll give the stem cell of donor so that once uh, they have a space in the bone marrow, they will go there, start working. It usually takes around four to five weeks the procedure after that if there is no complications we usually discharge the patient once his wbc platelets and hemoglobin started functioning normally in the patient right doctor right that was such insightful i did not know so many things about that thank you so much doctor for that also coming to um, consultative hematology doctor could you explain to us the concept of consultative hematology so consultative hematology concept is very simple. Uh, consultative hematology is like when you see any report, you will see the low WBC, low platelet or low hemoglobin. Sometimes what happens, 90% of patients can be treated by the general physician or the any GPs with the combination of the medicine, vitamins, iron, or sometimes uh, uh, requiring the product transfusion in the pregnancy, you can say when you know the iron uh, uh, will be low because mother sometimes won't confuse, uh, consume the uh, medication, uh, consume the adequate food leading to a uh, iron deficiency. So these most of the things had uh, been treated by the uh, GPs and physicians. But when uh, these problems doesn't have any uh, identifiable cause and or they are not responding to the uh, this uh, medication, then the role of the hematologist comes into a picture. Second uh, uh, role come into the picture uh, when there is a uh, the blood is a flowing part of our body blood is a one of the organ in our body so when blood flows from one place to other it should be in liquid form sometimes it become clot leading to the thrombosis right so most of the other consultation are for the this clotting problem sometimes what happened reverse it is so much of liquid like if you have any cut or accident the blood won't stop because once uh, what happened, our normal physiology, once there is any cut in the vessels or skin, the blood produces a substance so that there is no leakage. Sometimes what happens in bleeding disorders, there is severe leakage because the blood uh, body can't able to stop the leaking of the vessels. So these are the third bleeding problem. So when we see as a consultative hematology, we have these three aspects, identifying the causes of the cytopenias, identifying the thrombosis, and bleeding disorders. These are the most common things we can able to see. 
so uh, these thrombosis uh, and uh, bleeding can be we do by the pta ptt the simplest of the test and the platelet count and the thrombosis uh, usually we get a consultation when uh, because the normal thrombosis can be treated as i told general physician gps but when the patient having the genetic problem some genetic kind of genetic problem or the patient having the recurrent thrombosis because one time of thrombosis can happen after the surgery or trauma but recurrent thrombosis is a deadly thing so that it has to be evaluated so this is uh, a, a area where uh, hematology is involved the fourth comes in the icu care in icu because of the lot of medications uh, the underlying sepsis and the the disease so there may be a challenges whether it is due to a disease or drug or the underlying sepsis so there is lot of confusion so that time to identify whether it's a hematological non hematological or treatable cause the hematologist comes into picture so these are the uh, places where the hematologist doesn't require a very active management sometimes it might require but sometimes uh, we just see when the patient is admitted under someone's else care to support the hematological problem this is the only uh, importance of the consultative hematology right doctor so you yes. uh, as as a from a doctor's perspective you are able to assess the patient's condition at a more effective manner yes that is the role of hematologist to tell like uh, sometimes what happens uh, uh, the, when the patient uh, is admitted somewhere the, the treating person doesn't know sometimes ki whether it is due to the hematological or non hematological cause because there are they can be n number of causes for decrease in the uh, cell lines so hematologist can guide them like uh, it's a hematological non hematological what my personal experience when i see the 100 of consultation for such things for cytopenia only 90% uh, only 10% are because of the hematological problem 90% are mostly due to the treatable causes or the other causes rather than hematology so that guides the treating person Uh, or make him confident like uh, he's on right track or some some uh, uh, other causes he should look after that's where the hematologist comes into play and be gave giving yeah. direction to the doctor yes. in charge yes yes, yes yeah. doctor thank you so much doctor yes. for this session it has been such a pleasure talking to you doctor i'm pre- i'm pretty sure a lot of are going to a lot of questions were answered and there were so many understanding deep insights that you know you were able to give us thank you so much for this conversation for taking the time to be here you know on your very busy schedule thank you so much p from zenonco and love heals cancer want to thank you doctor thank you for taking the time with us keep have a good evening yes i am also thankful to give me uh, you have given me opportunity to speak on various topics and uh, it's very nice to talk to you Yes it's yes. nice to talk to you too doctor have a good evening take care and keep yes. inspiring all of us with your work doctor okay. thank you thanks. thanks a lot thank you bye